one. What's up, everybody? It's your boy here, Jeff's Canvas, back at again with another podcast. And today's guest, we have my dear, good old friend, Muhammad, bro. And introduce yourself, man. What's up, guys? I'm an old friend of Jeff over here. We've known each other since we were fucking kids at this point. But yeah, literally. He fucking texted me and goes, yo, bro, want to get on the podcast? My first reaction was, bro, I have not talked to this dude in like half a year. But let's fucking go. We'll, we'll catch up on the podcast. Yeah, literally, bro. Literally, we'll just catch up on the podcast, bro. Well, what better idea than this? But how you been, bro? How's how's life so far, bro? Like, literally, like, I've seen you that I've seen that you've been changing, getting better as a person. Same here as well, but, like, you've been on a massive grind streak, man. Massive grind streak. Well, look, like, naturally, I just want to say this, like, whoever is listening, it's like everyone is at that point in their life when they're, like, they do something stupid or they go through some shit or they they don't feel so good. And yeah. they feel like, oh, well, well, the way I am, I'm not going to fucking get out of this. And I was in that position, like everyone else, where they feel like they're stuck in their comfort zone. And obviously, I'm still like that. You know, everyone, every, no one's perfect. Everyone got their weaknesses. But I managed to, you know, like in this in yeah. May, you know, I went through bad things. You know, I, I May was awful for me, and I'm lucky enough now to say that summer of this year was mm-hmm. really, really good. Yeah, I, I've been living in London for two years now, and I'm, I'm just getting shit done. You know, I moved around a lot, and despite everything. You know, when you deal with a lot, you don't want to deal with other things like traveling and airports. But you know, when I told myself, I I told myself, well, what's in front of me? Yes, anyone in an a- a- anxious position in their lives, they don't want to do shit. They want to lock themselves in their bubble. But because of my circumstances and my mindset, I managed to overcome my problems. As in, when I had to go yeah. to France for a month, I went to France for a month with family. That was yeah. tough on me because I was depressed. And I didn't feel so good. You know, I, nobody wants to travel on vacation and act like, oh, fine, everything's fucking good. You, know, you want to get your shit together. But you know, you know what I told myself? That made me realize, well, that's in front of me. So what am yeah. I going to do? Am I going to sit there and cry about it? Or am I going to say, well, that's there? Nothing I can do to change it. Make the best of it. And it's going to suck. But isn't it a good thing that when I'm feeling like garbage to go do something I don't want to do and then adapt while I'm there? You know, I did that. And luckily, I can say this is one of the best summers I've had. I made new friends, you know, friends I w- didn't think I would make. I've mm-hmm. adopted a new mindset. I've been doing things I love more, feeling more passionate. And especially the number one thing is confidence. That's what I've been feeling. See, I wish I that's the one thing about people is uh confidence is how would you how would you uh want people to go about like gaining confidence because you know confidence it's like it, it's not something you can give advice on you know really it, it's something that comes from within you know exactly and like jeff can vouch for me as much as the next guy someone who's only for a long time knows the amount of shit i go through and the shit i put myself through and i'm not the most strong person in the world i, I break down more than more people you know mm-hmm. I'm more, more than most people you know what i mean but you know, everyone knows that I'm not Superman. I'm not like every, I'm not that guy down the street you wish you were like. I'm just like whoever is vulnerable. I struggle with a lot. And I, whenever I, things are wrong, I can get as bad as you want me to. As bad as you think you can get, I, I've probably been worse. And the confidence simply came from me doing things I didn't expect I needed to do. And I know that sounds cliche because everyone tells you the same thing. Everyone says, just get out of your comfort zone. But I feel like no one, because it is beaten to your head so much, you become yeah. desensitized to that. When people say, oh, just get up and do it, you know? For example, when your parent says, oh, just go go be active, you know, there's some merit behind that. Yes, it's true, but there's a better way they could put it to you. So when you hear something so beaten down your head like that, that everyone's yeah. told you, it doesn't mean anything. It loses meaning to where you just kind of ignore the greater meaning of it. And I say the same thing. If someone like me who said, oh, I can't believe my family's not supporting me because they said the same shit that other people say to you that you don't want to hear. But I, in the end of the day, 
It's like what everyone says. You wish you listened. And that that adds up. Do you really think there's not a coincidence when it comes to everyone saying, well, I wish I listened to this person telling me this all the yes. time? They say, there is a pattern. It exists for a reason. You are not special. You are just like everyone else in this person. And if yeah. we have 7 billion people in this world and things can become so obvious, then, I mean, it is bound to happen. One way or yeah. another, in your own way or in a different way. And yeah. for me, that's yeah. how I felt. I felt like I had this thing where I felt like I was special and I was different. Mm-hmm. And because of that, I didn't feel that way because I was self-centered. It was more so the fact that things were different for me. But I am, Jeff can say this, you know, not going into detail, but I'm not very normal. You know, I'm, I'm a very different person. I'm not the average guy you meet on the street. You're most about my life that are very different. I'm a one percenter, if you want to say that. And so I thought with the mindset a lot of people have where it was like, well, no, but things are not going to go the same way for me as any average Joe. It did, but in my own different way. But I, list, I wish I listened to that advice because if, if advice, well, more so, if words turn into advice, they are advice for a reason. Because if we're in a world full of this many people and things turn into advice, that means they have some merit. They mean something. Yeah. So instead of denying them, make something of it. Do not say this doesn't apply to me. Say, how can this apply? Yeah, we live like this world is full of what, like you said, 7 billion people. I promise you, there's yeah, no if such something. There's so many words people say, but if something becomes so consistent, yeah, if advice can become advice, it's advice for a reason. Yeah, if someone can... tells you something and you hear it everywhere, it doesn't mean that, oh no, everyone everyone doesn't get you. No, they get you. You just, instead of saying this advice doesn't help, say, I want to turn that advice into something that helps me. Because advice would never become commonplace if it didn't help. Yeah, because, you know, there's no such thing as a unique experience with, like, within us as, like, people and everything. Like, whatever you think has same. happened to you, like, it's happened to somebody. Like, uh, for example, like, it, this is a very stupid example, but, it, it you know, it makes sense. Like, everyone's seen a light switch where, you know, goes on and off, right? I promise you, everybody has tried to, you know, put that light switch in the middle before and just, just try to, like, let it stay there. You know, that's not a unique experience. Hundreds and thousands of people have done that before. So... To say that, you know, you're having a bad day or something like that, someone's probably experienced the same exact shit you have. Just, you know, they're just probably handling it a little bit differently than you. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. In the same exactly. way you said that, you know, advice has been, like, uh, said multiple and constant and constant amount of times, it's because hundreds and thousands of millions of people have gone through the same stuff, and, you know, they've turned um, what their experiences are and gave advice to other people to, like, bestow upon and everything. Exactly. If that, that makes and- sense and everything. <laughs> Wouldn't you call it self-centered that people will hear advice that millions of has helped millions of people, but then we'll think they're singled out. That is self-centered, in my opinion. You're you are not that special. Nobody's that special. And that what made me realize that is because I'm different. I'm special. And that's not me gassing myself up. That's me just being honest to myself. I'm a different person. I'm not like your average Joe. And if shit like that can help me, it will help you too. Yeah, but I but I just didn't sit there and take it and say, Oh, this is the answer. No, I made my answer. And that's what you have to do. Yeah. And find your own answer, but use the basis what people tell you as the equation. Hey, hey, Muhammad, would you like to, to tell people like your background? Because most people that are listening to this podcast, they're they're from America and everything, you know, primarily around my state and stuff like that. So when when you talk about this, you come from a whole different country, a whole different part of the world and everything that people yeah. probably are not even familiar about. You know what I'm saying? Oh, yeah. Well, I'm uh, I was born in Kuwait. And like Kuwait is in the Middle East, it's in the Gulf, you know, next to like Dubai, Saudi Arabia, and all that. You know, I was born in the money. I was raised in that. And obviously, when you raise, when you get raised into that, your life's different. You get shit handed to you, and you're gonna be born spoiled. And you're gonna be born with you know shit put into your head, and you're gonna be born with this and that told you. And you're gonna have bad habits because 
when you live a life as a kid where things are given to you, you never know what goes wrong and what doesn't, especially when you're sheltered. And that was me. That's why I say I was weak. You know, I was a weak, sheltered kid, given everything. And I had to learn life the hard way. You know, I put myself out there. You know, I, I, I met people on the Internet. I went out. I, I don't, I'm a bold person. If I say I'm going to do something, I do it because I have the means to do it. And as someone like me who went from a sheltered kid with no experience of how the world works to someone who can gladly go take care of himself right now, I've lived in horrible conditions, but I've still managed to do it because that's yeah. just the resilience and the determination I had. Yeah. So when when Muhammad says, you know, he's he's a different person, he's not trying to say like he's trying to upshow anybody that's listening to this or anything. No, his life is really primarily different than the average person. Everything like like, you know, like you said, you were born into money and everything, you know. There's like the whole rich person, rich family lifestyle and everything. That's not common. It's middle class and low class people. That's very common in the world like that. You know what I'm saying? So yeah. your lifestyle is very different. Like uh, mine, for example, I, I can't even fathom how you grew up or anything like that. Like I can't even fathom the thought of like, you know, the amount of money that you were given as a kid and everything. And that probably definitely you know kind of fucked you up as you're growing up and everything. Not saying you had a bad child or anything like that, but it definitely, you know, that was. you know, but it kind of definitely like changed your whole mind like you're like not changed it but just construed your mindset growing up as a kid and everything looking at like you know acquiring things and just going about life and everything until you hit becoming an adult and everything and look at you now of course you know and that's i'm not gonna give myself that credit you know i've been hurt i've, I've hurt people i've done terrible things but that's part of the process that's why i don't like when people try to you know be too sad about something or think too hard about something because in the end of the day this is how I believe in things. No matter how much you've hurt someone or how bad someone has hurt you or how bad you've been betrayed or how hard you've betrayed someone, in the end of the day, what are you going to do? The next day comes, and I've been in that position, you know. I've, I've been in all those positions where you've been, you've been in the scenario where there's nothing you can do. And obviously you panic, you get sad, you cry, you, you feel your bad thoughts. That's normal. Everyone feels that way. And I hate the fact that people pretend they don't. But... When If someone like me, who's been at that point more than most people, especially like at my age, you know, I, I feel the stress of fucking 30-year-old men, not because that's just my life and it sucks. I put myself into that. Yeah. That, that's yeah. a combination of my circumstances growing up. I wanted something new. Everyone wants something new. That's why I say people don't get it. People think everything fixes everything. You know, money fixes everything. No, it doesn't. You have money? Well, you're going to look for love. You have love? You're going to look for money. You're going to look for something. I wanted love as bad as the next person wanted money. Because there's always a void, and people don't yeah, get that. Yeah, there's always a want. Like, you will never that. understand that. Like how I'll never understand. You know, Jeff. For example, what's something that was abundant in your childhood? What's something you had a lot of? Um, I had a lot of. Uh, let's see here. Probably a lot of like uh friends. A lot of friends. Now, see, yeah, exactly. I didn't have a lot of friends when I was younger. So to yeah. you, you probably said, "I want a lot of money," right? Yeah, I did so say bad. that. I wanted a lot yeah. of money. Yeah, I had a lot of money, but I didn't have a lot of friends. You had a lot of friends, but you didn't have a lot of money. I wanted, I wanted the fucking friends as bad as you wanted the money. And yes. people like to say, and it's purely ignorant to say, oh, well, money's more important. That's your biased perception. Just like how I will not judge how your biased perception of money is. I will not judge that. I will just say for what it is. It is objectively a biased way of looking at things. Just like how I have a biased way of looking at things for looking for friends and love and care and relationships and so on. Because that is something I did not have much of. Yeah. There's always something someone wants. It doesn't matter. You have 99%. That 1% will be the thing you want the most in the world. You will do anything for it. Just like how people will do anything for money. And unfortunately, money is hard to come by. So money is coincidentally that thing that people associate with happiness for that reason. Happiness is not that. Happiness, naturally, as people, we will always seek something. But 
we will never have everything. So people who are happy are not rich or famous or have everything. No, people who are happy are people who accept the fact they cannot have everything. Yeah. That is the number one thing. If someone can smile at you and has nothing, that person won life before the guy who made a billion dollars. Because in the end of the day, if you have a small apartment with a little small things, maybe a pet, you're eating normal, nothing good, just normal, yeah. and they're happy every day compared to a billionaire who's dealing with shit all day. But that dude's happy every day. Who yeah. really won in that situation? Yeah. Life is short. If you're happy, why does it matter? Yeah, like, for example, uh, Tom Holland. Like, you know, last week, he came out on Instagram and said, hey, guys, I'm going to take a break from, you know, social media just to take a break from my mind because, you know, it, um, it's making him depressed, you know, mentally unstable yeah. and everything. And when you look at Tom Holland in movies and everything, you think this man's living the life. Yeah, he bro, literally dropped three movies. Of money. He, 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 got, he got friends. He got hella fans. He a got girlfriend. Yeah, like, yeah, he got a girlfriend. He got everything going for him. You know, he got a girlfriend. People fucking drool over. He got money. People wish they had. He got roles. People dream they had. If that guy can feel depressed, don't you think that means something? That tells yeah. you something. And it's not like Tom Holland was born fucking like this. You know, he worked for it. He put he busted his ass to get where he is now. He worked really hard, you know, and you think that then you can apply that to yourself. You can bust your ass off work hard. People act like once you reach a position like him of success, you will never feel anything ever again. That's just not true. Yeah, fuck no. You will always, as people, we naturally, instinctively will find something. You know, it's like how back in the day, someone could find, you know, a predator, kill it, hunt it, eat it, and that's it. They are so happy. That is the greatest thing that ever happened. This, like, I, I like to say 200 years from now, the world could be so perfect that a fly on the wall will give people anxiety attacks. That's how people <laughs> are naturally. We find shit to get upset about. If you go back, show a caveman the shit we have now and say, we're sad because we're lonely. He probably call, say, Ooga Booga, you were tarted. <laughs> Dude, that is... <laughs> Think about it. Think about it. People back then were so happy with a home and food. And I'm not saying we're pussies for that. It's just the yeah. way our circumstances were. But it's just real. It's realistic. If you look at it objectively, we don't know what we need and what we want. We simply, we adapt to what we grow up around, what we're used to. If we grow up and the rules of the world are being fed to us, the way we, that, that's why generational gaps exist. People yes. grow up in a generation where we have established rules. Your father may have grown up in a generation where this, this and that was fine and this, this and that was fine. And you may not agree with that, but think of it. Your upbringing is what determines the way you view things. If telling someone who's older than you to stop, you know, for example, things that a lot of older people tend to be racist or homophobic. You yeah. know, you cannot beat it into their head to not believe that because that's like telling you to do something you don't like, you know, yeah. or if you find difficulty with. It's not easy. And that's just the difference. And it's horrible, it, dude. It's freakishly horrible. People don't approach this stuff the right way. You cannot go to someone and bastardize them for thinking differently from you. You have to try to communicate. And, you know, they, unless someone's self-aware, you're never going to help them. That's why I hate cancel culture so much. Because yeah. throwing someone off the face of the earth is not teaching anyone a lesson. Like, yeah, literally. Like, like for example, uh, Andrew Tate. Like, uh, I'm the pretty baby, sure everybody's... Bro, the baby. You think the baby fucking... Uh, the baby probably hates gay people as much as in the, the uh, as much as he did back then. You think because someone canceled him and he had to force apologize, he, he gives a shit? No, but people wanted that. People took the apology and said, okay, he tried. So you people would rather live with something artificial like that than get something genuine because it's easier. It's much easier to throw a hate mob at something. That is, that's so freaking true, dude. Instead of trying to have sit, someone sit down and talk to the baby and fucking open his eyes, because that's a pain in the ass. You, you look at the baby. He's a confident ass dude. He's ignorant. He's stubborn because he has money. You know, when money gets to people's heads, it's like that. 
think of any f- famous person, you know? A lot of them are like that. So imagine how hard it would be to sit down with someone like the baby and explain to him why it's not right to discriminate against people. You probably never fucking, you would never ever get to his head. Is it his fault? Yeah, partially. But you cannot just say, well, he's a demon for that. That's objectively wrong, which it is. It is objectively wrong to discriminate against people who don't do anything to you. You know, be discriminated against a group of people because that is generalizing. That is wrong. Yes, that is objective. We're speaking of the facts here. That is an objective fact. But will you yeah, go into a hip hop and, and producing an artificial apology from them to fix anything? No, that is you coping. Yeah. That is you coping with your stress and pain of the situation. You're, you're, you're producing a temporary solution to a problem. And what does that correlate to, Jeff? Who, uh, what else produces uh, these artificial temporary solutions? People who are depressed. Yeah. They cope, have temporary solutions to problems, and then their depression continues. That's yeah. why I think in the inner scheme of things, people don't realize that we are working less hard for good things. I mean, yeah. And you know the funny thing? You know, we work so hard just to be so freaking lazy. Exactly. We work so hard, but sometimes it really isn't working hard. We're justifying it. You know, we're doing something minimal, but we justify it as a good work and then go back to bed the next day. Well, is that really hard work? You didn't learn anything. I think you gotta attack. That's why I like being bold. That's why if I say I'm going to do something, I do it. Yeah. And of course, I have a bad habit. In the past, I wasn't like that at all. You know, I had a bad habit where I don't follow up on my words if I get too comfortable. That's wrong. But a lot of people do that. You know, a lot of people are like that. But in my case, I was bad. You know, I fucking if I got too comfortable with someone, if I said I was going to do something, I didn't do it. Okay, well, what was I going to do? I have a bad habit, right? And I feel like it's unavoidable, right? Okay, every thought I just had just now in the past 10 seconds with you, I could have spent that time thinking about how, how I could solve it instead of bitching about it. See what I mean? Yeah. Like, That's the that point brings, I was trying to get. Yeah, that, that brings me up to another point. To like, um, It's not a point, but it, it's just like something personal I went through and everything. Because, you know, like you said before, you know, people, they people po- cope with things and they, they don't follow through with it and everything. Like, uh, for example, last year, I had a very, very bad habit. And a lot of friends pointed this out to me and everything, which made me really change it. I had a bad habit of, you know, uh, suggesting ideas or saying, I'm going to do this, I'm going to do that and everything. And I never followed through with it. And they say that, I'm, you know, what's the word? Uh, flake. I used to flake. Um, you know, I, I never looked reliable that, you know, all the you know promises or things I'd say, like, for example, I, I wanted to start this podcast in April, bro. I'm starting this shit in August right now. Like that just shows you how much like of, uh, you know, uh, I'm all, you know, what's that word? What's that phrase? Um, all bite, but no, wait, all bark, but no all bite. Bark, yeah. But no bite. Yeah. Literally, literally. And like it's you said, See, yeah, not like, perfect. It's not yeah, professional. It's, it's not professional. And like you said, you know, step out your comfort zone and everything and do something different. And that's, that's what I did. Like literally last and year. Look, what think were you about gonna it. say? Any successful person. Nobody walks out that door and produce their best work. What you're yeah. doing right now, a lot of people would want to do, but then they think twice like oh, it might be that might, might not be that good. Might, might, might not be this, might not be that. Well, you know what the difference is between you and them? You're actually doing it. Yeah. So who who, who who's better right now? The one fucking meticulously planning this ten thousand times or the one who's actually trying? You're trying. You're 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 you know, you may look back at this maybe a year from now if you keep going and say, yeah. Wow, look how much better it's got. look how bad this is. And that's the point. Yeah. You're self-improving. Yeah, that's the same way. Yeah, you know, that's the same way I looked at my weight loss. Like, dude, mm-hmm. literally from 2019, I think I was wa- I weighed in like 160, right? Then like, you know, at the end of 2020, bro, I was 220 pounds, bro. I put on 60 freaking pounds in the span of like a year, right? And when 2021 hit around, I didn't <laughs> I didn't change my weight or anything because, you know, I was like, damn, I'm so freaking fat, man. Like, Literally, you know, a couple of things, you know, encouraged me not working out or anything like that. And like I said to myself in December 2021, bro, like 
I'm like, you know what? I got to lose this weight. This shit is disgusting. Like, as much as I always say I'm going to go to the gym, like, I had a gym membership for, like, a good two years, man. And I promise you, like, the last two years, I probably worked out maybe two months out of that year, right? So I'm feeding in money to something, like, you know, like you said, constantly thinking about the idea but never going through with it. I was just feeding money into a gym that I never even went to, right? Until freaking a couple months ago. And now look at me. I lost literally 30 pounds, bro. 30 freaking pounds since the start of February up until now. Right. Well, I think like, about this. Think about this. Look, 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 think about this. Right. Yeah. You would rather if I if I gave you the opportunity here, Jeff, throw a hundred yeah. bucks to this trash can. You'll say no. But if you're gonna make yourself feel better by saying I'm gonna sign up for a gym and not go, you know you're not gonna go. You're just gonna sign up and then throw your money in there anyway. Yeah. You would rather do that because you see this is where I go back to the point of coping. We would rather not face the fact is yes you just threw money into the into, into garbage, right. But mm-hmm. that's not, that doesn't sound as nice as I I I got a gym membership. In the end of the day, you're not gonna go. It's a waste of money. But what what sounds nicer in your head? What helps you cope? You're not wrong, dude. Exactly that. That's what we do as people. For example, me when I was at my worst, I would say, "Well, I tried." You know, let's say I needed to do something. I would try ten percent and say, "Well, look, I did it." Instead of just saying not doing it at all, it's the same shit. If I, for example, if I didn't do it at all, I would feel guilt like any normal person would, right? But if you try a little bit, but then every time you have doubt, what do you say to yourself? I tried. I did it. I did it. You're coping with the bare minimum. That's what a lot of people do. Shoot. Cheap ass fucking shit, man. I didn't really think about that like that. And think of this in the broadest way possible. You can think of it like a poem. You look at poems and you look at literature and philosophy. You don't look at that and say, well, this just gave me the answer to this. No, it's philosophy and philosophical, you know, writings from people. They are interpreted in a million different ways. Just like this, when I when I make that analogy about throwing money to the gym, that can also be applied to trying to, be, you know, be better for, let's say, your your child, or you know, be better for your girlfriend, or be yeah. better for you know your friends, anyone, anyone, be better for anyone. You could apply that to that too. Even though I just gave you a money analogy, apply it now. Let's let's flip, let's flip it. Is, remember what I said in the beginning? Yeah. Fix shit for yourself. I could give that advice to someone, and what would they tell themselves? Well, that doesn't apply to me. I'm not having money issues. Well, here's what a smart person would do. Okay, throw a hundred bucks into the trash can or throw it into gym membership. How does that apply to me? Well, I'm currently having issues with my sibling. And I, my, the reason I have issues with my sibling is because I tend to not do much to fix the, the problem between me and them, but I justify it by doing the bare minimum. That's the same thing. You're throwing money into a gym membership. You know, you're throwing money into it, the bare minimum. Yeah, you're not doing anything. Not doing anything. You're, you're not confronting the fact you're doing nothing. You're, you're telling yourself you're doing something. Same thing with that. Same thing with relationships. You see what I mean by there's a broader meaning to great things? Literally. You have to interpret advice to match you. People just don't apply themselves enough. The same exact reason people do that gym membership analogy is the same reason people dismiss advice. Because the second it doesn't fit them perfectly, they make an excuse, tell themselves, well, I listened, but it doesn't apply to me. That is Instead of saying, no, I will make this apply to me. That is so freaking true. you, You just like reminded me of a time, right? Uh, let's see here, for example, uh, so I was asking somebody advice about, you know, um, how to like h- how to be happy and everything like that. This was before I had all my hobbies and everything. Right. From painting to reading the guitar, all this other crap. I'm going to buy a piano next week just because I want to try something different. Right. And I was just like telling people how sad I am and everything just constantly just, you know, and they just told me, you know, Jeff, take one day step at a time or some other other, uh, you know, analogy or advice and everything. And they'd say something and I'm just like, bro, my life is so shit right now. That can't even apply to me or anything. Right. When in reality, exactly. it, it really, See, it really could. I just have to look at it differently. I have you know, my advice to that is you spent more time saying my life too hard to do that than actually trying. 
Yeah. Like, right on. You could have said, well, bro, I'm recording this on Zoom, and I don't have a podcast like Andrew Tate or Joe or, or, or Joe Budden, so I'm not going to do it. But you're, yeah. doing, you're doing it. You're sitting there with your fucking laptop in your apartment with your college student head ass fucking recording this on Zoom, posting it on Spotify for 10 people to listen to. Does that does that put you down? Yeah. But are you going to let that get to your head? Fuck no. Hell no. Hell no. Exactly. Because you think fucking all these other people just woke up one day and woke up to success? Fuck no. Literally. Fuck no. Literally. Exactly. Scott, See, the old you can easily dismiss this and not do it, but you're doing it. And look, you're not getting rewarded for it. You're probably getting nothing out of this, right? But yeah. you know what? You know what? You know what confidence brings you? Going back to the confidence point, if you're confident, all you need is telling yourself you did it. You don't need anyone else's validation. Yes. Oh my freaking God. Yes, you are so right. Literally, and I think I think social media has changed us as a generation to where everybody overthinks about every little thing they do and they need validation. Nobody needs validation on anything. Not a single thing. And that's the reason my social media is private. I don't, if I know, I want these set people I know looking at what I'm doing. I don't care about others. Yeah. I, I know these set amount of people I give a shit about. I'm going to tell people what I'm doing, post about what I'm doing, post, you know, where I am, what mm-hmm. I'm up to that day. When I was public, I would fish for people looking at, looking at my life, thinking about, yes. no, I'm private because I keep the people who give a shit about me. To look at it. I don't need other people. No, I'm happy with it. I don't give a shit if five people look at what I'm doing. That's what I like. I like it, and I'm happy. Other people want to look, be happy about it? Cool. They don't? Well, I'm happy with it. Doesn't bother me. So freaking right, dude. And you can uh, you can kind of apply that, too, to, like, uh, in terms of confidence of, like, you know, uh, being good-looking. Because, like, for the longest, man, I had a problem with... Uh, like myself, like of how like good looking everything, right? Because I used to look at my friends and be like, "Wow, they're all good looking people." A lot of people, a lot of people like like them, attracted to them, everything, and compare myself to them nonstop and everything. And so recently, I'm like, you know what? Let me just take it upon myself to look at myself and be like, you know what? I look good for myself and everything. You know, started going. You being, know, being good. See, some motherfuckers are ugly beyond comprehension. All motherfuckers yeah. <laughs> just take care of themselves, bro. Yeah, it's all about how well you take care of yourself. Literally, it is all. Yeah, depends. Yeah, yeah, like you, you know me since I was younger. Like you, you, you know how fat I used to fucking be. Now yes. I'm a fucking sick. Yeah, you're slim as shit, good looking guy, and everything. And yeah, that's because you took care of yourself and everything. It's all about taking care of yourself. And look, I'm not the fucking best. I most of my life I've been a slob, you know. And I have a lot of moments. Anyone can agree. When you're depressed, you don't take care of yourself. You tend to not shower. You tend to not, you know. You know, take care of your hair. You tend to not brush your teeth. You just want to lay in bed, be sad all day, you know, because you're so fucking upset. Well, fix it. Get up. Have a routine. And take literally. this from the slob. You can fix yourself. Yeah, literally nobody can help you. Like, you ever heard of the saying, you know, yeah, look, the you can't help anybody that doesn't want to help whoever, themselves. Whatever other slob is listening to say, well, I'm a fucking slob. I don't take showers. I don't brush my teeth. I don't fucking eat right. Well, take this from me. I'm like that too. You know why I'm not like that right now? Because I fucking did it. There's no easy way out. And look, I'm talking to you with confidence. I didn't pull that out of a fucking box. I hope whoever whoever's listening is really does take my boy Muhammad's advice to heart. Honestly, I'm fucking. I'm see. I'm. I like to keep to myself and my my the people close to me in my little community for the yeah. most part. I just you know, I, I just started I'm doing putting, that as well. I'm putting my advice out there in the hopes that it means something. <laughs> I I, I, do, I do not wish the pain I went through on anyone else. Honestly. I just I started doing that as well, just like keeping to myself and having like a small circle, 
Cause like now I don't even, I don't even post on like Snapchat or Instagram like that of like my life or whatever I'm doing. Like maybe, maybe occasionally I'll do that and everything. But like back when I really cared about people swiping up, people liking my pictures and everything like that, I don't even do that anymore. And I feel so much happier, so much happier. I'm not trying to I'm not trying to tell people like, you know, delete your social media and everything. You'll be 10 times better. No, no, no. There's no point to delete your social media. And everything. Don't see. Look, then you're conforming. When people tell you to conform, delete your social media, go outside. No, nah, bro. Do what works for you in moderation. and It doesn't affect your mental health. If it if it's good for your health. Your mental, your health in general, mental health, physical health. If you're doing fine there and you're happy, fuck what other people think, man. You're doing nothing wrong. Yeah, literally. You're taking care of your body. You're taking care of your mind. You, you, you're taking good care of yourself in general. Are you happy? Because that's the thing in life. We're going to fucking all die one day. If you're happy, there. That's 90% of your goal in life. You know, that is fucking everybody. People say, well, what if things fall apart? I used to see I'm asking I'm asking the questions I asked myself when I was depressed. What if everything falls apart? Well, yeah, sometimes things will fall apart. But when you're so confident and strong and strong willed, when things fall apart, no, they don't fall apart. They crumble a little bit, but you put the pieces back together because that's where confidence gets you. What if things fall apart? Yeah, they won't. But the first step is the hard Mm -hmm. part. This is doing something about it. That's the hard part. Everything else after that is easy. Once you start doing something, literally everything will, the whole plan, the whole the whole format, the whole freaking idea, blueprint will just roll on its way and you'll just see it right then and there. You know, think of the, give the video game analogy. You play a lot of games, I play a lot of games. People would rather get on, grind a game, and then be happy that they're good. But they're not going to do that in fucking real life. It's the same fucking thing. It's really the same thing. The core mechanics of a game is like the fundamentals of life. You can't just expect to be fine because you took some advice. Just because someone good at the game told you how to play doesn't mean you're going to be good. You got to put in the time and the work. Yeah. And you know, how much shit is Andrew Tate gets, you know? I don't really have much of an opinion on that guy. But I've heard one thing he said, you know, the the consequence between a video game and real life is that in, in a, people cope in video games by saying, well, if I die, I can just respawn. I can just try again. Well, in life, you can't do that. You die, you die. And that's true. So people are scared of that. Yeah, that's the part you have to overcome. You have to overcome the fear of failure. And once you do that, you're on the right track. Literally. Honestly, people should welcome failure into their lives. Not saying like... like to embrace go, it. Not yeah. it. Yeah, embrace it. Embrace it. Literally. Because I think failure is such a, a beautiful thing. You know, knowing that like, okay, I tried it. Let me see what I can do next time to be better. Or like, you know, just uh, take notes from what, you know, my fail- failure and everything. Just be better at it next time. Like, like, I think people should embrace failure. Nobody should be scared of it. And we live in a freaking generation where people are just scared of goddamn failure and everything. Exactly. The freaking... I'm not going to say this generation is screwed because, you know, saying that, just it just sounds really stupid and everything. But um, what else? Uh, social media, literally, like... Like, I remember um last year, I was talking to Kirion and everything. He's a mutual friend of ours and everything, right? And um, I was telling him how much, like, damn, bro, I really wish I was like these other 20-year-olds and everything with millions, houses, and cars, and everything like that. And Carry On told me, you know, bro, don't compare yourself to these people. These people, that, that shit is lucky, bro. That is... Oh, that's something funny? I'm, yeah. I'm that 20-something-year-old with, with millions. Yeah. You, 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 you see me smiling all year? Hell no. Exactly. There's your answer. I, take me as the lesson. You know me. And you're lucky yeah. enough to know me personally. And I take pride in the fact I know people who go through shit. Because I can, I can look at my friends, and when I'm with them through those hard times, I remind myself, look, this is real. This happened. This is reality. They, they are here, and they can serve a purpose for me as well to know that I, if I see them like that, you didn't want to see them like that, right? 
Well, yeah. what can you do? You know, learn from their mistake. And if your friend loves you, they don't want you to go through that too. So learn from their mistake. That's how I say we help each other as people. If we help each other as people, if we learn from each other's mistakes, we do not repeat mistakes. But if we are so dead set on being individuals, of course we're going to repeat mistakes. Yeah, to think that you can do everything by yourself. I mean, don't get me wrong. Shout out to all the single mothers and single fathers out there and everything. All the all the you know, all the children who have, you know, single single mothers and single fathers, you know, all that and everything. Shout out to you guys and everything. But at the end of the day, you guys need some type of help to like to be successful in life. Like nobody is Think of like, humans. Yeah. Humans in general. Did we get anywhere doing anything on our own? No. Your house, civilization, everything is all cooperation. Just like anything else. Yeah. Y'all got to cooperate in the end of the day, whether you like it or not, whether realistic it is, how realistic it is or not. Like I said, everything you got to interpret in a million ways. You cannot take what I'm saying as black or white. You have to apply it. Yes, you can say, oh, well, that's inconsiderate because I have this going on in my life, this going on in my life, this going on in my life. Muhammad, why would you say that? Motherfucker, I don't know you. I don't know what you're going through. I'm saying take this advice and apply it to yourself. Just like you think I didn't have shit going on in my life that didn't that didn't coincide with what other people's advice was. Yeah, people give me advice that couldn't apply to my life. You know what I did? I took that shit, deconstructed it, and you know, created it for myself. Stop being a fucking pussy. Fuck yeah, dude. Dude, I love every word that's coming out your mouth, man. Everything. And it's all from heart because all of your experiences and everything. It just it just show you change so much as a person, Mohammed. So freaking much, bro. From the for the people listening right now, literally, this man right here, I, I'm gonna say for real, like two, three years ago, completely a different person, bro. Bro was a lot more angrier, a lot more negative and everything. And just hearing you now saying all of this, I would have never suspected, like, expecting you to say, like, if you asked me three years ago that, like, you know, the Muhammad I'm talking to right now, you know, is would, would be like this, I would have never expected it, bro. And it is crazy to me how big of a 360, not not a 180, not a 270, not a 90, a whole 360. No, bro, it wasn't no 360. It was a 90, then a 180. I went a million different directions because life ain't that simple. Before you before you make the best decision in your life, you're gonna make three different mistakes before that. And you're never gonna learn. Things will come. Not wait for them. Just live your life and let them. Literally. Just let let life flow through you. Literally let life flow. Go with the flow is the best advice I've ever received. But don't sit back too much and everything. Like if you if you see an opportunity, go and grab it. Go and literally grab it. Exactly. And anticipate failure. And look forward to it, because if you fail, you'll know how the next time the opportunity arises, you'll 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 cover your tracks, you'll cover shit up, and you know we won't do it again. Life's too short. Life is way too way too short to be thinking about failure. Like shit, bro. We're already in our twenties already, bro. I, I still remember 2016, 2015, high school, and all this crap. Like, dude, we're already adults. Like, it's crazy to think that we are adults right now, bro. Like. And freaking social media, like TikTok and everything, it's, you know, like, bro, I swear, every time I, I don't use TikTok as much as, as much as the next guy or anything like that. You know why? Because I don't like TikTok. So you know what I do? I don't download TikTok. Someone sends me a TikTok and someone says, open this, get on TikTok. I say, I don't have TikTok. Bro, get TikTok. I don't want it. You don't fold the pressure because other people told you to. If you don't want something, don't fucking do it. And you may ask yourself, well, I'm bad with that. I have peer pressure. Well, I did too. You know what I did? And you work on the confidence. Yeah. People need to work on saying the word no. Like, shit, I know I had a problem with saying the word no. Uh, I was a freaking yes man. Freaking simp. You always say no to everything, bro. You know what every conversation with me and this motherfucker would be? 
Yo, what? Jeff, let's talk. Bye, bro. And then there's no third message. <laughs> You're not wrong. I, I was. I, <laughs> oh, my God. Why are you bringing that up, man? That's all I'm saying, bro. I'm only here because there's a podcast. Yep. It's true. Fun. True that. Shoot. But hey, guys. Um, We're running out of time right now. So I'm going to end the first part of the podcast right here. Thank you, Muhammad, for coming in and everything, my man. Of Podcast was wonderful. I loved every second of it, everything. Do you want to plug yourself or anything like that? Or, you know, actually, you don't even nah, care. I mean, you even find me. If you yeah. find me, you find me. If you don't, good luck with your life. <laughs> <laughs> yes, sir. Thank you, everybody, for tuning in to this, to this week's podcast and everything. Hope everybody has a great day. See you guys in the next one, all right?